this morning. Uh, glad to see, uh, hope everyone is uh, well, those that are watching online, and uh, just pray that the uh, Lord would use us all today, and we just want to bless him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you this day. We thank you for the opportunity to be here. We thank you for each one that's here. God, we pray for those uh, that are not here. We God, we pray for those that are hurting, and, and uh, we just want to lift them up to you, God. We pray uh, that your message would go forth. We pray for Brother Darrell as he comes in a little while to deliver your word. We pray for the remainder of the songs that, God, you would be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Savior, I come, I quiet my soul, remember. 
redemption's hymn where your blood was spilled for my ransom yeah yeah and everything I once held dear I count it all as lost lead me to the cross where your love poured
Twenty-three through twenty-nine. The title of the message today is on your screen. 
this is your journey to friends, Hebrews 11, 23 through 29. I was praying all the way through that last song. I've got a couple, a couple things that have been made more plain to me this morning. The first one, I'm going to do this. This is the text. I'm going to take a little break from that and uh, just uh, have a time where we can praise the Lord a little bit. I'm, I know we live stream, and, and uh, if you, that's why we don't say a lot during church until at the end when we don't do the live stream because no one can hear you on the, on the live stream. We can hear in person, but we can't hear. You've got to have a, got to have a microphone. So we kind of had to change the way we do things. And I'm going to do this this morning a little bit differently. First of all, I want to do this. I think it's very appropriate. Uh, some people watch this, watch this, and you don't, you don't live here. Some people watch this out of state. And uh, anyway, where we are, right where we are, is very hot. A lot of people are very hot, but it's also been very dry. But this morning we had rain. Hallelujah. Uh, first rain for a long time. So I, I looked at my, it's no longer my watch, I looked at my phone this morning. So at 2.22, at 2.22, I was outside standing in the rain. Now, I wasn't singing in the rain, but yeah, I, I actually was, but I was outside standing in the rain. I haven't had a chance to stand in the rain for a long time, and I'm very thankful. God gives the rain, he withholds the rain, and God gives the rain. If, it's interesting if you look through, as you read through your Bible, it's interesting to me how God moved his people around, moved them from here to there according to rain. That's, that's, that's an interesting, according to how, how much the grass would grow. That's how he moved people from here, from here to there. I'm thankful that the Lord gave us rain this morning. And the uh, book of James says that every good gift and perfect gift comes from him. So rain is a, is a great gift. And, uh, okay, there's that. I want you to think about what you might this morning. It might be just as simple, something as simple as that, just rain. It might be something much more deep than that. I don't, I don't know. I want you to just think for a minute, a second, uh, what you're thankful you know God has really blessed me and and I'm really thankful for for this thing I'm not going to ask you to say it okay this is this is where it's a little bit different for us I'm not going to ask you to say it but and so without communicating it in any other way than simply this if you have something that this morning like I just shared just really thankful for it I'm just going to ask you to stand not, not saying a thing. Now, after, uh, at the end, when we have prayer, you, we can do that. Okay, but, any, but anyway. And I know the live stream can't see, see this, but uh, we're just standing and have something to, to praise the Lord for. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we do thank you. There's so many things. I imagine that every person here, if we would say, what it is that we're thankful for, probably everyone's going to be a little bit different. And what that tells us is that you have blessed us in so many different ways. And uh, it's important for us to acknowledge you, to acknowledge you in, in all of our ways, in all of our, in all of our paths, as you direct our, our paths. And so we do. I believe that, that rain comes from you. And then every other, every person, everyone who's, standing they're they're wanting to show you they're wanting to to acknowledge to you that they believe that this blessing has come from you so we acknowledge you in in all of our ways and ask you to direct our paths in jesus name we pray amen god bless you everybody can have a seat hebrews chapter 11 23 through 29 as we go through the book of Hebrews, we looked at a lot of patriarchs in this uh, chapter 11, chapter of faith, and we come to Moses and a few simple scriptures, 23 through 29, about Moses. Probably if you were a Jew uh, and asked the greatest patriarch, the greatest prophet, M Moses is always going to rank up there. So let's read the text. And he just simply... the 
that this Hebrew pastor who wrote the book is just simply going to share some things by faith Moses, by faith Moses, and on and on. Just some different things that God used this man for. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now he didn't know Jesus by name, but that's exactly who we're talking about. Uh, Moses forsook Egypt, he, he uh, did not do what the king asked him to do because he saw Jesus, who, invi who is invisible. He didn't see him with physical eyes, but of course with spiritual eyes. So he didn't know Jesus by name, but he knew that there was coming a Messiah who was going to save us from our sin. He, he understood what Messiah meant. And so he was, he was waiting for that. He was he, looking for that. And so he forsook the present time, knowing that somebody was coming who was going to save us save them, save us from all of this. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them, or the Jews. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted to do so, but were drowned. Okay? Your journey, two friends... Uh, interestingly, very interesting to me, I'm going to talk more today. There's so many things, obviously, when you talk about, about Moses, so many directions to take, so many things to talk about, even in that short text, so many things that he did, so many things that he taught us. But I'm going to talk about this morning is zero in on the relationship that Moses and God had. Interestingly, last Sunday, in Sunday school, I just said it kind of offhand. I had no idea that this is the direction that I would take this week. But in Sunday school, I mentioned that it's, it's funny. It is. It's, it's funny to listen to Moses and God talk back and forth. It's funny when you read the story to listen to how they talk to each other and how they deal with each other. And eventually we're going to get on. We're not going to put that up right now. But eventually, on your outline, there is an outline on the back side of your announcements. We're going to get to uh, Exodus chapter, chapter 33, verse 11, which talks about Moses and God being friends. So it's interesting when you read through the story to listen to them talk like two friends would talk. Okay? And uh, for an example, uh, that's what we're going to put on the screen. If you're looking at your outline, and obviously you're, you're encouraged to turn there too, but Exodus uh, chapter 32, and we'll eventually wind up in Exodus 33, 11. But in Exodus 32, 7, the Lord said to Moses, go. Okay, uh, let me share this just before I read this text so you kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. In Exodus 32 and 33 comes right after the golden calf thing where Moses had been up on the mountain and the Israelites weren't sure if he was even alive, if he was going to come back down. So they told, they asked Aaron to make them a, a uh, god. So Aaron asked them all to throw their earrings onto a blanket. And he takes the earrings, the golden earrings, and melts them down and makes a, a golden calf. Of course, you can imagine how mad God got and how, and how mad Moses gets. And it's interesting as you listen to them talk about that too. So... In, in this section we're going to look at here where they're talking to each other, both of them are mad. God's mad. M Moses, is, Moses is mad. The, the people and Aaron. And, and that excuse that Aaron gives when Moses confronts him, Moses is mad. He gets right up, gets right up in Aaron's face 
He said, you know, what have you done? And Aaron said, I didn't, I didn't do anything. We, we, we melted the earrings down and, and out came this golden calf. And that's the time, if you read it in Hebrew, that's where Moses said, Aaron, do I have stupid written across my forehead? And so they're all mad. Everybody's mad. So listen as God speaks to Moses, and then Moses talks back. The Lord said to Moses, go get down. Here it is. For your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Do you see that? Moses, your people who you brought out of the land of Egypt. Now, this is God talking to Moses. They've corrupted themselves, your people. Now, that's verse uh, 7. Look at verse 11. Now, Moses is talking back to God. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you've brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? These are your people. God said, no, they're your people. Moses said, no, these are your people. And we will end up that section in verse 33, verse, chapter 33, verse 13. Moses talking to God again. He says, now, therefore, I pray, if I found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you and that I might find grace in your sight. And consider, and some translations will say this, and remember that this nation is your people, not mine. And in Sunday school, we kind of kicked that around a little bit, even though that really wasn't part of the lesson. But it's kind of like two parents, right? Mom and dad. And in this, in this way it goes, depends on the day and what's going on, whose child it is, right? That's your child. No, that's your child. That's your, I don't know how many times I came home and I heard, you need to deal with your children. You know, you, but when they got straight A's in school, you, don't, you just can't believe what my child did. You know, so it all kind of depends. On, but this, it's interesting, and it's fun to read how Moses talks to God and how God talks to, talks to Moses. We'll go on. This is where we'll, uh, we'll wind up for a little bit. Exodus chapter 33, 11. I saw this verse several years ago have used it a time or two, not often, but it really intrigued me. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. But it's that first sentence that I want you to just think about. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And that's why we use the picture that we had on kind of the title page. Uh, the name of the, the message today is Two Friends. And we, it showed two men talking to each other over the back fence. I've got a translation that says, so the Lord spoke to, spoke to Moses face to face as two friends would talk over the backyard fence. When I read that, that really captured my imagination. And I started praying and seeking and studying. And the question was, God, is Moses the only one who can do that? Is Moses the only one who can do that? Can you be that for someone else? Can you be that for us still? God, can I be your friend like that? And I believe that Moses is not the only one. Now, none of us in here even pretends to be like he was. That's not the point. But it is that friendship thing that is the point. That God talked to Moses face to face. I don't know that I'm ever going to get that. But I am convinced, I'm absolutely convinced that God is looking for, is searching for, wants, doesn't need, but wants us. It's not too hard for you to understand, I think, that, that God loves you, that God loves you. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that Jesus died for you. That's how much God loves you. Now, I need to preach that, and I need to preach that a lot, and you're going to hear that a lot. God loves you, but you've already heard that a lot. But this morning, I want to change it around a little bit. not going to leave that. I'll, I'll never leave preaching that. God loves you so much that he gave his only son to die for you. That's how much. But this morning, I want to add a little bit to it. We're going to talk about friends, being a friend of God. That God not only loves you, but that he wants you. God not only loves you, but that he likes you. I had somebody, a friend of mine, tell me years ago, talking about the relationship between husband and wife, for instance. He said, it's not that big of a deal that husbands and wives love each other. Every husband and wife say that they love each other. It's when they like each other, when they like each other. There's a difference, isn't there? Some of you are afraid to look to the left or the right, but there is a difference. It's, there's one thing to say you love someone because isn't it true that probably every, everyone in the room loves somebody that they don't like, right? You don't want to name them, but we all do that. We love somebody that, that we don't really like. Here's the odd thing, the tremendous thing, the amazing thing. It's amazing that God loves you. But I think it's even more amazing that God likes you. And he wants you. It's, and we're going to get much more into this. I'm going to show you a verse out of Philippians that I really want you to, 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 to remember and to use. But God is always the initiator. I just want to share that right, right now. God is always the initiator. God always takes the first step. God always makes the first call. God called Moses. Moses didn't call him. Moses answered. That's what he did. And so the, the intriguing thing to me is, God, can you, can you still do that with people today? Can, can we still be friends something like that? Not trying to be like Moses was, but can I be, and really that's what it came down to for me, what wasn't it? It wasn't so much us, is me. God, can I be that with you? And the answer, of course, yes. Yes, I want you to be. Okay, I'm not going to go, there could be a long list, but if you're looking at your outline, I just want to look at a couple things about what it takes uh, to be this friend of God. And that may not be intriguing to all of you, but I, I've, I'm sure that to some of you it is, that intriguing thought that I could be closer to God and I could start talking to him, not in you know some stilted language, but just tell him what I think and tell him how I, how I feel. And that God would, could start talking to me and I would listen to what he says. Leaving, forsaking. I don't know if you noticed in the, in the text, but almost every scripture talking about Moses, somebody, in the, whether it was his parents, whether it was him, they were leaving something on this earth. They were turning their back to leave, to forsake, to choose, to turn your back. To become a friend of God means that somewhere along the line, something somewhere, you're going to have to leave something else behind. Here it is. You can't be and grow into this friend of God and stay the way you are. Something's got to change. Okay, now we wish it was another way. Can I become closer to God? Can I get into that friendship of God? Can I start talking to him like that, just like I would a friend? And, and can I start, can I hear him talking to me just like I would a friend? Yes, you can. I believe absolutely you can. I'm convinced that absolutely you can. It's available for all of us. And God not only made it available, he wants that. But one of the things that it's going to require on our end is this leaving, forsaking, choosing, turning your back, so to speak, on something. Now, I don't know what that's going to be. I was praying, especially during that last song, and it became obvious. I, I know there's some other things in my life I've got to choose. I've got to maybe back off of. I've got to get rid of if I'm going to be closer friends with God. Not all of them, all, they're not necessarily sinful things, just things in my life that need to change. 
as I was praying, it became obvious some other things. But I'm going to have to choose. Because to be, get closer to the Lord, to be able to talk to him like that, to, to be able to hear him like that, just to be friends with him like that, I can't continue being the way I am. I've got to leave something, forsake something. It's hard to do. If you've never done that, if there's not everything, something you've had to get rid of or back off of or leave or turn your back on, that's, that's not easy to do. But you can't become that closer friend with God and be the way you are. The second one, I'm not going to spend a lot of time, and there's a lot more that I can say. The second one does not come directly from the text we just read, but it's time. I don't know if you've ever thought about it like this, but uh, just before what we're looking at in Exodus chapter 33 is the golden calf. Well, just before that is the 40 days and 40 nights Moses spent on the mountain getting direction on what to write in the law. All right. So he's, he's on the mountain and he's, he's listening to God. He's talking to God. God's talk, talking to him. And he writes it all down. And it becomes the Mosaic Law. When I read the Mosaic Law, uh, I can't remember the last time. I think I read it through in about a half an hour. I think almost anyone could read through the Mosaic Law in about an hour's time. That's what Moses wrote down. After being on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. He wrote something that can be read in an hour. Do you get the connection? There's a requirement on being a friend of God that you're going to have to do. And I am absolutely convinced of this. I know that sometimes I harp on this, but I, I try to harp on the important things. This, one's, this one is important. Time. You're going to have to get over and get past the, the five-minute-a-day prayer. And you're going to have to get over and get past the five-minute-a-day devotion. Okay? Now, you don't have to get over and get past it to stay the way you are. If that's what you're doing then, then, and, and that's all you want, then I guess you're okay. <laughs> but if you want more than that, if the Holy Spirit's drawing you to more than that, if God is, is drawing you to more, there's more. You can be more. We can have more of a relationship. So Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights to ride out an hour's worth of stuff. What's he doing? He's just being with God, isn't he? There just isn't anything else that he's doing. He's just spending time with God. And in that time with God, he begins to write. I don't know what else. He's not doing anything else. It's going to be odd. And uh, I'm saying something that's absolutely contrary to our culture. You're just not going to hear this anywhere else. Because our culture is all fast-paced and, and all speed. And, and I'm afraid that, that Christianity has bought into that so much that to spend, let's just, let's just say, to spend an hour a day in prayer seems so weird. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? Where God has given us 24 hours in the day, but to spend one of those hours in prayer seems so weird, like it's just way too much. And after five minutes, we've run out. <laughs> and that needs to change, or you're not going to change. That needs to change, or you're not going to grow. And so, now here's the argument is, I don't have any more time. Well, you know, the answer to that is, right, we've all actually got the same amount of time. Exactly the same amount of time. So it's choosing what you do with it, okay? So it's choosing what you do with it. And that goes back to every, almost every verse in our text talk about Moses chose, his parents chose, Moses chose, the, the people of Israel chose. And so time, I mean, I, I'm not going to let you off the hook here. 
there, there's no mm, option if you want to grow, if you want to be that, that friend of God. Time is a necessity. There's, there's, no, there's no plan B, okay? So, time, okay? You've got to. And I'm not going to tell you how much. I'm not going to tell you how. That's, that's up to you. I'm not, I'm not here to do that. But I am here to direct and to guide, and I'm, and I'm telling you, time is an issue. So let's go on. Uh, God is always the initiator. I've already mentioned that. God's always the initiator. God's always first. God always calls. So in, anybody that's, being, that's really into this and that's thinking about this, that means God is doing this. We're going to put on, this, on the screen Philippians 2.13. Uh, if you... Don't mark in your Bible, you should. And, and I want you to start. And I think a great place to start is, is Philippians 2.13. You need to mark that verse down. I would mark John 3.16. I would mark Colossians 1.16. And I would mark Philippians 2.13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. For God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So if there's any desire in the, in the house of God at, at all, to yeah, I, I'm interested in being closer. I'm interested in being more like him. I'm interested in being that friend. I'm interested in being able to talk to him like I would a friend. I'm interested in, in uh, being able to hear him talk, talk to me. I'm interested in, in a relationship with Jesus that's, that's more than what I've had. I'm interested in going deeper. I'm interested in, in more. I'm interested in that. Where do you think that came from? That came from him. For God is working in you, giving you the desire. That's him. Well, you know, I thought it was just me. I, I know you did, because I do too. I thought it was just an idea that I had. I thought it was just, you know, something. No, it isn't any of that. It's God speaking to you. It's God speaking to you. I had a, I just had a feeling to do something good. Where's that come from? It's God speaking to you. I, I just had a sensation, a feeling that I ought to make a phone call or that I ought to encourage someone or that I ought to, that I ought to give something to someone. Where does that come from? Does I mean, that just come from me? No, it's God working in you. It's, for God is working in you, giving you the desire. God is working in you giving you desire. So what's he doing? He's calling you. He's drawing you. Remember, God not only loves you, he likes you. The reason that's so amazing to me is because of me. God likes me. And he wants to spend time with me. That's crazy. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know anybody that loves me as much as God does, and I don't know anybody that likes me as much as God does, but he likes me and he wants to spend time with me. So he's drawing me, giving me the desire to spend time with him. The desire to spend time with him comes from him. The desire to pray more comes from him. The desire to spend more time in, in God's word comes from him. It's him working in you, for God is working in you, giving you the desire. Now, the last verse, Philippians 3.10. There it is. Paul speaking again. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection, the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. But I just want you to Look at the first three words. The first five words are, I want to know Christ. The first three are, I want to. I want to. Where does that come from, Christ? Because it's Jesus working in you to give you the desire. I want to. Simple as that. Nothing complicated. I want to. You know why I'm, I'm a Christian? Well, it's because Jesus died for me. Yeah. 
Because he shed his blood for me? Yeah, because I feel the weight of my sin? Yeah. You know why I'm a Christian when it all boils down? It's those, those three words. I want to. That's what I want. Jesus is, Jesus is who I want. You mean that's all there is to it? You know, in a way, yeah. Really. When, you, when, it, when it all boils down, in a, in, in, a, in a way, I mean, is that really what it all comes down to? Yes, it, it is, because his, his spirit has dealt with me. His spirit has dealt with, with you, and I want to. Where'd that come from? Jesus. And I, I'm acknowledging that I want to. You can be a friend of God. I want to. Where's that come from? Jesus. It's his power that's giving the, me the desire to do that. I want to. You know who, who I'm looking for this morning? Hopefully it's who Jesus is looking for this morning. People who want to. You know, it just comes down to that. I want to. I want to know him more. I want to be closer to him. I want to be more like his friend. I want to talk to him more. I want to spend more time with him. I want to. I want to spend time in his word. I just, I just want to. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this, uh, kind of a personal testimony thing. You're not going to like it. About two weeks ago, I was sick, okay? Uh, so I uh, wasn't here to preach, and I really appreciate Tony and the Gideons take, taking my spot. But anyway, so I was, I was uh, but I, I had been sick, but I really wasn't sick on Sunday. I just didn't want didn't to give it to anyone else, you know. So I, would, I really didn't feel that. I felt strong enough to preach. That was my problem. I felt strong enough to preach, but I didn't want to give it to anyone else. So I, so I stayed home. So I stayed home while you all had church on Sunday. Ah, oh, <laughs> I hated that. I hated it. I, hate, I hated staying home. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be at church. I wanted to preach. I'm strong, and I, I even talked out loud to God. I'm strong enough to preach. I hated it. I want to be here. Okay, here's the bad news. Um, I'm getting old, old enough where I'm approaching that, that, uh, that retirement age. And I don't know why. I'm, I'm beginning to take it personal. So many people ask me, when are you going to retire? You know, kind of like, are you wanting me to or, or whatever? So a lot of my friends are retiring. They're quitting. They're backing out. And I made a decision. I was over there uh, while you were having church and I wasn't. And I hated it. And I just couldn't stand it. And I said, I'm not retiring. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just not. Now, the good news is, it doesn't mean I always have to be the pastor here, but I'm, I'm going to do something. What? I, I just can't not do it. And, I, and, and when I see my friends retiring and they're quitting, they're, 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 they're backing away, and they talk about how great it is, and I'm thinking, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I want to. Where's that come from? That's the Spirit of God moving in. That's the Spirit of God giving me the desire to do His will. So sorry, retirement's not really an option right now, okay? Uh, we'll, you know, there's no way I know what the, what, the, what the future holds, but what I'm trying to tell you is I want to, and I think I want to about as much now as I ever have. I want to. That's the Holy Spirit at work. Do you want to? What is it that you can see that the Holy Spirit could use you for? That he could begin to use you more for? What is it that the Holy Spirit's doing in you? I'm going to ask you to stand and the musicians are going to come. We're going to sing a simple song. What a friend we have in Jesus. Kind of appropriate. Kind of appropriate. What a friend we have in Jesus. Here's what I want you to do. I don't have any idea what you might, uh, what might be going on, what you might need. This is our prayer time. You know who I want to come and pray? Are people who want to. I just, I just want to. It may not be a need at, at all. It may just be, I just, I just want to come and pray. It may be, I just want to come and thank the Lord. I just want to come and Come and praise the Lord. There may not be anything tragic, anything big going on at all. It may be, I just want to.
Have you ever come and prayed just because you want to? Just because you want to. No big thing. Just want to. What's that all about? That's the Holy Spirit moving in you, giving you the desire to do that. So this morning, the only people I want to come and pray are the people who want to, okay? If you want to come and pray, we invite you to come. Prayer, kind of like we usually do, but a little different.